On this episode of Interest Relations, Rob and I do a CMLS recap and talk winners and losers. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is your co-host, the notorious Rob, Rob Hahn. As always with me, the fabulous Greg Robertson. Woo! All right. (laughs) (laughs) Hola, Rob. Hola. So, uh, I, you know, it's just for people's records, you know, we are recording on a Monday, which is unusual because um, uh, you've been traveling and there's been stuff going on. Uh, so we didn't really get to catch up. Uh, you know, I know you were at CMLS out in New Orleans last week. That's right. A little bit of texting back and forth. Um, so maybe we'll chat about, you know, kind of that a little bit. But obviously the topic has to be all of the big things that's gone on since we last recorded. Yeah. Um, so let me let me before we dive into all of those, let me just ask you how you how did you find CMLS? I'm sorry to have missed it. You know. Yeah, I mean it was great. Um, it's great to be back in New Orleans again. I hadn't been there. I mean since the pre pandemic, and uh, just love the city. I mean you know love the music, sure. uh, love the food. Um, I don't eat much seafood as is, but I'm, I think I just ate a lot of seafood at this one yeah. too. So that was good. Yeah. You kind of have um, to, I think if you, oh, unless you're so like allergic, good. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sonny Sonny's might not have a, a huge fan of uh, yeah. New Orleans. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> Oyster had, shrimp. Like I don't care. Had some beignets, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So uh, I was invited to speak at the, there was a CEO forum um, sure. on Tuesday. And then of course um, the last day I do a, or I have done an industry update, which is a more of a a weekend yeah. update SNL style thing yeah. of the news. In the I industry. heard it went great this year, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> it it really did. I mean, uh, I think my last joke got a standing ovation, so that was the la- that was really fun. I didn't even get to see it because I left the stage so quickly. Because you know, I'm I'm always paranoid about <laughs> somebody jumping on stage. And- well, hopefully, there's a video of it somewhere, right? Because we'd like there, to, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know there's a video. Of- I know that CMLS captures something, so maybe that. And then somebody sure. forwarded me a, a video of my session that I'll uh, hopefully, if I don't get the other one, I'll, I'll edit out and put up on sure. there. Um, but uh, no, all in all, I mean, it was the most, I guess, from from my talking with Danae, who's the CEO of CMLS, it was the largest CMLS they've ever had, like in the 900s. Um, so oh, wow. it seems like... Uh, the industry in that in that regard was back, but I also think it had to do with like there's a shit ton of going on, and for sure. a lot of these kind of leaders to get in there sure. and and do what CMLS does, I think the best, which is uh, people sharing best practices, people talking with their peers, and yeah. uh, I think that All was right, a, so a good thing. I, I and I know we're going to delve, you know, sort of into some of those big things that have been going on, but <clears throat> I guess I'm curious, you know, from um, sort of an on-stage perspective. You know, were there any sessions you thought were particularly like, wow, you know, that's that was a great session or any big takeaways from sort of the on-stage program? Um, not not necessarily. I mean, I think the, the content was good. I didn't go to all of them, right? So I have a limited base of that. I mean, um, but, you know, to me, there's just a lot going on and 
And I think CMLS is trying to figure out, you know, are the the members of CMLS, the MLS uh, execs and such are just trying to figure out the ways for it. But, but it's not just, you would think it would be all about the Redfin uh, announcement mm-hmm. or about, you know, um, lawsuits. lawsuits and things. And, and, yeah. and yeah, I mean, to me, I think the lawsuits really do dominate that stuff, but that's starting to come out anyway. And I think MLSs are adjusting to that. I think to me, the, the Redfin announcement was a little bit, um, it wasn't as, as big. I think the, it was a shock when you kind of heard it, but I think a lot of people are, are just basically saying, and I think this has to do because the last day, I think it started to leak out that it was either Remax or I think it was Remax was saying that part of the settlement or the anywhere mm-hmm. was that they didn't, you know, they, they're no longer, as you predicted, I mean, mm-hmm. give you full credit, uh, that they wouldn't have to join NAR or wasn't, it wasn't a requirement. Right. But to me, the Redfin thing, I think everybody was kind of like at the end of the things, there's a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say, uh, not a nothing burger, but, uh, um, a little bit of grandstanding from Glenn's part, you know, from Glenn's part, <clears throat> from, from Glenn's part. Um, and, and, you know, not a lot of, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't, I don't think that that's, you know, all these things are basically what I think the, if you read the headlines of the news, it seems a bit, a lot, a lot bigger than it is. It's just like, it's not a requirement anymore. It's not that they're saying we're, we're leaving. I guess he's saying he's leaving NAR, but he can't in some cases, right? So it's, even that statement's a little bit misleading. Right. Okay. So, uh, so I just want to make sure like that's to me was the big story we had to, we had to chat about, but obviously, you know, timing wise. Um, so, I think one of the things I asked you by text was like, how much the conversation, you know, the real conversation, because that to me, all the events, all the conferences I've ever been to, it's never what's on stage. Yeah. That's the real topic. It's always the lobby con. It's always the, you know, hallway conversations, right? How much of that was Redfin? How much of that was, you know, lawsuits or versus, you know, other yeah. topics? Yeah, I think the lawsuits are probably, you know, there's, there's really a lot going on there. I, I also heard a lot of you know, you know, MLS is about talking still about their own businesses, right? Some of them are expanding their business into other things. And there was a lot of chatter about that. Um, but the Redfin was stuff was like, I think people just thought at the end of the day, it was a big, it was a mountain out of a molehill in a little bit, right? Okay. Because um, once you kind of thought about it, you know, is that really going to make an impact? I don't think a lot of people th- said so. More than Why? that, the lawsuit. No, I, I agree, but why? Why did they say that? Why were they thinking that? Because, you know, they just didn't think that a lot of, of Redfin's partner agents or or even the fact that there's already, already um, uh, you know, a, a lot of, and I always say this, a lot of inertia anyway, that it's not going to be like, oh, good, I don't have to join that now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to stop that. Plus the, the complexities in the three tier system of you have to, you know, when, once you join one, you join them all. Right. right. I mean, it's just a very uh, forms issues came up too. It's like, of course. we're all talking about like MLS access, but like sometimes the associations own the forms and you have to right. be a member of that. So, you know, it's not, it's not like nobody's thinking, I think at the end of the day, once you kind of think about it, it's like, this is not going to turn into anything. It might be mm-hmm. some grand gesture or a way for Glenn to capture some, uh, press right but mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things um it doesn't mean now now what i think though symbolically there is something there especially with all those three those three those three now that we know of that are 
not requiring and in some cases glenn being a bit more forceful on it of like let's let's leave this um and that maybe will turn into something i mean you know you've posited that maybe this is a new business model as far as like oh with us you don't have to join nar Uh, that's not a requirement i I mean i'm not sure if that means a lot either but i mean No, no, there's a simple there's there is a symbolic thing that there is a weakening of NAR for sure. Right. But I don't know if that's really if if, if that if if that is going to really turn into anything. That's I guess my point. Sure. So. All right. So first of all, I mean, it's not like anybody listening to this doesn't already know that Redfin said they are leaving NAR. Yeah. Uh, And I think everyone's reaction was probably the same, which is, oh, my gosh. You know, they're leaving NAR, followed immediately by, yeah, but what are you going to do about MLS, right? You know, and some large percentage. And I think under what Redfin said was about half, right? The, about half of their markets, they needed to be realtors in order to access the MLS. So they were in that announcement, you know, they're like, hey, we're leaving NAR. And then they were asking NAR to remove the realtor-only requirement. Right. And I did the, you know, analysis, like, but that's kind of pointless since NAR's already done that, right? Like the whole realtor thing is an optional rule. So this isn't, you know, like Redfin saying, hey, NAR, do X, Y, Z. NAR's going to be like, we already did that, dude. You know, if you don't want to be realtors, then go talk to your local MLS. So one question I had was, um, did you get the feeling that local MLSs are more willing to drop that requirement in light of not just Redfin, but in particular, the settlements. Right. It wouldn't be the local MLSs. It would be the association that would make that decision, right? I mean, because no, the, the those are association-owned MLSs that, are, that are the I ones. Yeah. So they would have to get permission, but in theory, it would be the local MLS, right, who would then say, hey, we're going to drop the realtor requirement. And then the board members, as well as the shareholder associations, would have to go. Would have to say, "Yeah, we're cool with that. Go ahead and drop that requirement." Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the feedback that you know that I saw in a in a panel was, and one that I participated as far as uh, this talk I gave. Yeah. Um, was listen, the association we made the MLS. Right. We, we 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 built it. You know, we started. We built the yeah. MLS yeah. to serve our members on yeah. this kind of thing. So it's just like later on, you're saying we have nothing to do with this. Um, you know, we, we built it for a number of reasons, right? We needed to add more value to what we do. We needed to do this and that. So, you know, in some cases, that's not the case. There's a broker owned and everything else, but sure, a lot, sure. a lot of the larger ones were, you know, the, the thing was like, and I don't mean this in like a bad sense, but I'm like, how dare you? I mean, this doesn't make any sense. This is part of what we, this is the value proposition we've given. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, why would you think we would want to do this? This is wh- right. how we built it to do it in right. the first place. Okay. And that's what I think. And, and then I think, I think a lot of, and that's the kind of like, and I think a lot of us outside of is like, well, yeah, they should, you know, blah, blah, blah. But coming from their standpoint, it's like, what are you talking about, man? I mean, yeah. this is, <laughs> this is how we constructed this thing. We did not construct these. So we, we needed, we knew we needed to add more value. What else can we do here to add more value to help us sustain ourselves? Right. Mm-hmm. So if there's ever going to be a big movement to kind of separate that and, you know, there, there are places to do that. I mean, I think it's going to take a longer time for the association. The association have to say, okay, I understand what you're saying here, but we need to also either have some sort of, tithe or uh, you know i don't know what some sort of 
business arrangement that because now you've taken away something that we built to provide us this sure. way of maintaining ourselves. Sure. What what are we going to do now that make sure we can do that again? And, and I think that's a longer process or anything else. But uh, well, so you know, here's the thing that I'm super curious about. I think I'll get your take on it as yeah. well. Right. Which is I thought with Redfin saying we're out that it was largely symbolic right? mm-hmm. that it weakened NAR. I did not think that it was going to have the desired impact that, you know, Redfin would want to have. Like, I didn't think that the local MLSs, the local association that owned them would, after that, go, wow, you know, we really better allow non-realtor membership because Redfin wants out. You know, I, did, I didn't get that vibe at all. Yeah. However, in light of the re- revelation, right, which, as, as you pointed out, I was like, this is, it's going to have to be part of the settlement, right, with Remax and Realogy. That both of them, <clears throat> anywhere, at some point I'm going to get around to calling them anywhere, that both of them in their settlement agreement have agreed to no longer require realtor membership or because the way that the franchise agreements are written is often not you must join NAR. It's, what it says is something like you will comply with the code of ethics of the National Association of Realtors. So it's like, right. well, if you're going to have to comply with it, why, you know, I mean, it's, it's to me it's it's half of half a you know, whatever, half a dozen or one sixth of the other or whatever, right? That they're going to drop that requirement, right? Now, just because you drop that requirement doesn't mean that all of a sudden, you know, some local Century Twenty One broker's like, we're out, right? Like you still have the MLS issue, right? But now it feels different to me. And I want to know kind of get your take on it. It's one thing if Redfin, which has always been a bit of a redheaded stepchild, goes to the local MLS, local associate and says, hey, we want you to drop the realtor only requirement. It feels different, I think, when it's anywhere and Remax going to the local and say, hey, can we drop the realtor requirement? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah but I mean, on that? the way, you know, two things. So the way I heard people talk about it in Lobby Bar, it's like, okay, it's a lawsuit requirement, right? This is just settlement point they had to make big whoop it's not like these guys you know as you know as glenn was kind of putting out there was like a moral thing right you know because it was two reasons because they require and the first reason i think was off the table anyway that that nar required compensation or something i think that was already taken care of anyway and then the second one was because of the sexual harassment Harassment allegations right yeah um i i really think the real reason was was the $13 million, right? That's, <laughs> that's the real reason, right? That, sure. he, that he claimed that he paid in dues or, or, or some fees or something. Um, so I don't, I don't, there, there wasn't like, again, I think symbolic, you're right. It does weaken NAR, but as far as what everybody else is think, it's like, oh, this is a deal point in regards to a lawsuit being settled, not mm-hmm. some sort of like, like I said, a moral or some other type of thing. And then, you know, thinking about it further, it's like, so <laughs> just the wordplay. I mean, I'm always a very wordy, nerdy guy, like sure. writing and you're, you're writing writer, also. And, you, yeah. and, and to me, like, okay, so you're not a realtor anymore. Realtor is like Kleenex. It's like, you know, it's like a crescent wrench. It's like, it's such a ingrained thing in us. So you've got to change all your business things to make sure that it doesn't use the word realtor. In fact, when somebody calls you a realtor, you should probably have to say, I'm not a realtor. And then maybe you have to explain yourself what the difference of that is. Well, NAR has a code of ethics. I don't. NAR require, I mean, you know, or, or whatever. It just seems to me like a, (laughs) you know, a, a, a word 
gymnastics uh, kind of game that you're going to have to play if you go down that road anyway. But to your first question, I think it's more people thought of as a more of a deal point on a, on a, a lawsuit settlement than a, you know, a, a, a temporal shift. So the, the expectation then is that, oh, yeah, OK, look, um, anywhere Remax, they just had to agree to this so that they can, you know, get away scot-free. Yeah. No one's leaving. Well, not scot-free. I mean, you know, eighty-three million dollars. It's scot-free. It's effing scot-free. Like that settlement is shocking to me. So it's scot-free. Well, isn't the DOJ looking at this anyway? So we're not. We're not. We're not out of the woods yet. We're not in the woods. But I'm saying, in terms of these lawsuits, if these settlements are approved, like holy crap, basically Remax and uh, anywhere have gotten away with, you know, like they're they're in the clear. Is how I look at it. so they, from from the MLS standpoint, from the Realtor Association standpoint, because that's one of the more interesting things for me, right? CMLS, maybe you're not going to get as much since CMLS tends to be, I think, largely MLS staff and MLS board members. But those board members are often Realtor Association leadership, right? So I thought that's kind of what I, if I were at New Orleans, like that's what I would have been interested in, right? Like you're a local broker, you're the president of your local association, therefore, you're part of the MLS because the MLS is, uh, you know, is uh, of a committee essentially of the local association in some cases, right? Or, um, or you're on the board of the MLS, but it's wholly owned by the association. So, like we have in Las Vegas, you know, it's there's a separate board, but it, you know, it's theoretical only, right? Because it's owned by Las Vegas realtors and, you know, the board is made up of Las Vegas realtors. So it's those people that was I, their sentiment that I think I'm curious yeah. about. And it wasn't right? like I, I heard some, somebody said, I, it's like, I think their, their way their due structures is it's like, well, it's like $60 to join the MLS or 65 to join both. I mean, they just, you know, there's Correct. so Correct. many ways of making it like. Correct. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, hey, so the <laughs> if you're, if you're a realtor member, then your MLS is 25 bucks a month. Non-realtor members, you can have access to MLS, but it's going to be 150 bucks a month. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, like, yeah, yeah. The, the, no question. So, I guess the thing I was wondering is, so it's that group of people. It feels to me like likely said this is not a big deal. No one's going to leave. Is that reasonable? I mean, I I didn't like do a uh, who are you and what do you do there and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah, I could yeah. just. I could just tell you the the overall setup. I mean, I even had a joke about it in my industry update where it's like uh, the joke is basically it's a picture of Glenn Kelman and saying Glenn Kelman, you know, just days after announcing he's leaving NAR says now he's leaving the Internet. There's okay. too much porn and, you know, violence <laughs> on the Internet. And we don't want Redfin doesn't want anything to do with it. So now we're leaving the Internet. And he encourages all the other agents to do so, and they'll no longer have a web presence, right? I mean, you know, what happens when an MLS has a big scandal? Is he going to leave that MLS? I mean, it was just, mm-hmm. it's a little bit, it's its satire, of course, mm-hmm. right? But, um, sure. yeah. Um, all right. So what's your take on this, man? Not like, okay, that's what happened at CMLS. What's your take on everything? We've had the weekend the settlement agreements are what they are. Redfin says they're leaving. Do you think this is a big deal at all? I think I think what what it happens is, and and Sam Post or Sam DeBoard had a, a nice Twitter thread about thread about this. Is that 
the headlines you read, it, it feels like symbolically, I think for people watching it outside of real estate, like there's, you know, anywhere is leaving. Re- Remax is leaving. Redfin is leaving. NAR this and NAR that. I mean, it's like, there's a, there's a huge crisis going on. Yeah. Um, so it's not a good narrative from a consumer or the country's point of view of our industry. It's, I can believe like housing is just a mess, right? Sure. Obviously affordability's out there, the interest rates or whatever. And now the realtors are a mess, right? So none of this is really good for us as an industry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the day-to-day machinations of what we're doing, you know, there's, there's just, it's a lot more complicated than that, right? And it's not so easy to change those things that, that quickly, Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't think in the industry is like, OK, these are these are not such a big deal, but they still have to kind of worry about it because there's a perception issue. I think uh, uh, this is just adding to our already um, piss poor reception <laughs> in, in the overall grand scheme of things. Right. So right. but, you know, the MLSs I'm talking to are like they're already built. It's already built in that they're going to have to change. Right. Mm-hmm. They're, they already know they're going to have to change and make things Different. I'm still of the opinion this will all get settled here in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Knock on wood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but they and but they have their own kind of things now. It's like their their stuff is like, you know, as I said in the beginning, you know, they're building their businesses out. They're 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 you know, there's they're diversifying in a sense. Okay. Um, and they're trying to kind of come up with new business models and new ways of of serving their members um, and. Uh, that you know that there's there's a lot of that kind of focus there too of like uh, these initiatives that are going around there um, that are talking about that that right so so and and I recognize that I'm probably completely a hundred percent biased on this since I was the one who got up at CMLS in 2016 and said, "Hey, Realtor Association, the MLS need to be divorced," and I spent I don't know good. You know, seven years since then, you know, five years since then, trying to make that a reality. But, you know, and none of the MLS could do it. None of them could do it because of the way their bylaws and shareholder, all of that is structured. Um, Do you feel like that's different now in light of all this? Could we see MLS starting to say, hey, we need to divorce the association. We need to get away from this. I think in in the sense of what is happening, like there, and again, I'm not, I'm not privy to the legal structuring, but it's almost like, okay, we're going to keep this over here, this entity, this MLS entity that's associated in the, and then we're going to create a new entity. Okay. And, and this new entity will have, some other, you know, some of the resources we put over there that does maybe, maybe does not have, um, is it, <laughs> yeah, that relationship. And I, I, I don't know if that's coming because of this divorce thing or if it's coming because of the, the way that the, the business models of like, you know, Zillow buying showing time and, 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 and things of that are, nature. Are you talking or about MLS is making technology companies? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, but it's not only just technology companies, it's data companies, right? It's like the, the RE distribute, right? Distribute. That's a, okay, yeah. I mean, so there's other, it's other things that they're putting together. I mean, MLS, you know, market is a way for MLSs to share resources like tech yeah. support sure. and things like that. So, you know, um, there's a paper that, and I haven't read all of it, but 
there's other business models like Metrolist Services out in sure. Sacramento. Sure. Um, uh, Dave Howard sent me something to take a look at. And I was just, I just got through a little bit on the plane, but yeah. there's other business structures that can be, you know, thrown into the mix here. Right. So maybe because of that, they can't get divorced. I don't know. If, it's not like they're starting a second family or something, right, but right. you know, there's, there's other ways of, of there's, there's, I think they're thinking of other ways of like, how can we kind of solve this problem? You know, keeping the associations whole, but whole, but still um, seizing on other ways of, uh, of of business opportunities or kind of ensuring their success going forward. Does right. that make sense? It makes it makes perfect sense. It's just I don't think it's doable. But that's that's maybe a whole separate topic and a whole separate episode we're going to have to do because one of the issues is like and I've I know the market guys. You know, I've spoken to them. You know, I look at our dispute all that. So okay, at the end of the day though, you're still owned by local realtor associations, right? So whatever economic benefit you create has to go to your owners. So the, the way I kind of phrase that is by asking a question. Let's say you, have, you are enormously successful with whatever venture, you're, whatever business model, whatever thing you're doing, right? And you make a billion dollars. What happens to that money? Right? And this is where the legal structure, you have to look into it. If you are owned by local realtors, so say those are your shareholders and you made a billion dollars, guess what? The billion dollars has to go to them, right? You do anything other than that, then you got embezzlement problems. Then you get, you know what I mean? Like that it's, that's corrupt. Yeah, but let's look at it this way though. Like, um, and again, I have no, I, you probably have more privy to like the, the underlying yeah, bylaws yeah. and structures of yeah. these, these new entities than I do, but. If if I can successfully do a new business venture and get and have money that goes back to the associations that keeps that 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 basically makes them whole of sure. not relying upon the MLS sure. membership sure. and the association membership to be tied, right? Let's right. you know it's like hey hey guys, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make this other thing. Yep. There's gonna be a lot of things over there. We're gonna separate the MLS and the association, but yep. don't worry, you'll still be getting You'll you'll still be getting, taking a part of these this other entity to keep you whole and afloat. Right. I who mean, owns, you know, who owns that other entity? I, again, I don't know. I don't. That's know what how I mean. To, like, yeah. right. That's what I mean. But it, but but it, 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 you know, ownership. I mean, you, you know, you can still receive some sort of uh, payout or distribution, right? With right. you know, some sort of uh, symbolic ownership or faux ownership. It doesn't have to be. No, um, no, actually you can't because that's I, you can't, you can't, um, it's only possible with the owners like, because the owners themselves, yeah, do go ahead and do that. Right. At the end of the day, like we live in a capitalist society, right. And all of our companies are cap, even if you're not for profit, right. Ownership is really meaningful. So to me, it's like, okay, you created this new entity who owns it. Who owns those owners? So in other words, like RE Distribute, take one example, right? Let's say you create this entity called RE Distribute. Who are the owners? Oh, it's a bunch of MLSs. Cool. Who owns those MLSs? A bunch of realtor associations, right? So when you then do say, I don't know, we're going to do XYZ and do some revenue share, profit share, blah, blah, blah. Ultimately, the owners are saying, we want you to do that. Right. Well, okay yeah, some board of directors. Okay, so Correct. what? Okay, why? So we made a billion dollars. What's a bad? Go, what's yeah, a, what's, a, what's right. a bad thing about that? It's not a bad thing. It's just oh, 
Okay. At the end of the day, you still have the own, the ownership still matters. So it's like all these efforts still come back to this fundamental issue of you either getting divorced or you're not. And here's why it's relevant in light I mean, of the but, but again, but but again, you know, you, you know, let's let's put it this way, just to use your parlance here. It's like, um, let's stay together for the kids. I mean, there's you know, sure. there's this you or or you know, whatever you know, insert whatever kind of thing in there. That's but, what's I mean, happening now. But divorce right now is like you know, that's a finale there. And there's other ways of doing it besides divorce, right? I think. I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing that you. It's it's a binary thing. You have to do divorce or nothing. I mean, these are these are these are people trying to work out their relationships. <laughs> I feel like yeah. we're stretching the analogy a little bit past the uh, point of usefulness. How do you, how do you feel about that, Rob? I know, right? So the re- but here's the thing. The reason why I mentioned that divorce has to happen or not or or whatever, right? Um, is because. I feel like we're ignoring the most important part of this, right? Which is most realtor association members are not members. Like the vast majority are not members, right? They're members in name only. That's the term I've been using since 2016, right? That they're realtor members because they have no choice. And the two pillars of that no choice has always been, I need it for the MLS, Right. And my broker forces me to. Those have been the two pillars. Right. And, and I, I, this isn't my opinion. I could refer to there was a study that uh, Inman did. I want to say this was back in 2017 is when they did this study. And you can still find copies of it online. I think it's called um, Does the Association Offer More Than Just a Bill or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And in that study, what they found was something like, According to their numbers, their survey numbers, like forty-eight percent of agents, you know, said that they be, they belong to the realtor association just to get access to MLS. Another thirty percent said it's because their broker said if you want to join my brokerage, you have to join NAR. Right? That's like seventy percent, man. So, right. I'm saying the first pillar is uh, the second pillar is now under question, where the broker may no longer be like you have to join. If you want to join Remax, you have to join NAR. Like that's gonna get knocked out by by the settlements, right? By the action of these commission lawsuits. Still leaves the first one, which is if you want the MLS, you have to be, uh, you know, you have to join NAR. You have to join the Realtor Association. That part's potentially getting eroded. I guess my point. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. So I think, <laughs> and again. We, we need more data on this. And maybe the reason why we don't have, we, we don't, I don't see any formal data about this is because if you got this data out, you would really, you know, you think of first principles, right? Of like, if this data came out, maybe we'd look at everything entirely different. And that, and, and that's regarding churn, right? So, well, first of all, we already know based upon some MLSs like that. I think Austin put out some stuff for 2023, yeah. right? It was like 30% of, of people are only doing one transaction, right? Mm-hmm. So this is like, this is inherently a thing, not like they don't provide, see value in the association. It's like, they're just, they're not tr- practicing real estate. So they don't see, it, it, yeah, the MLS is there, but I mean, they don't, you know, whether they access the MLS or not, they're still not doing deals or they're just doing right. one deal a year. Right. So 
you add, so there's that part of it, right? So there's only a, a fraction of the ownership of the membership actually conducting the business of real estate because it's a very hard thing, but it's also aspirational. A lot of people come in. The second thing would be churn, right? How, you know, it, I've heard, and again, we don't have this data. I love, I would love to have this data. NAR should put this out, but maybe again, like it's not in their best interest to put this out, but you know, as far as being a vendor, vendor for as far as long as I have, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's, 30% a year, let's say, right? So that means okay. that 90% of your membership has churned every three years, right? Okay, sure. I mean, that's, that. so how do you, how do you build a, a cause? How do you build a movement when 90% of your people are just, you know, every three years, your your 90% is just brand new people, right? So um, that would answer a lot of questions also if that was true, right? Um mm-hmm. So between they're not conducting real estate and which is also basically <laughs> why they're turning out, right? It's, they're both linked. Um, how do you, how do you, how does anybody provide value um, to a large swath of members when they're leaving and they're not doing any business? Right. I mean, they have to conduct real estate to, to, to see your, the value of your services. And a huge portion of the membership is not right. And then, if if you just start getting into some other things, then 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 they leave. So it's gone, and they can't like you know help you know help other people understand the value of the, of, your, of being a member and things like that. But that's exactly the issue, right? There is no value to seventy percent of the quote memberships, which is why they're not members. Right. Sonny, you know, gave called them hostages. And I'm like, yeah, that's really good. So I've been using that since like 2016. You're exactly right. Like, and I think, I, I can't remember, there was a story about this I read recently. I think NAR itself might have mentioned it, where they said something like, if you look at the AMA, the American Medical Association, mm-hmm. right? like only like 15% of doctors are members of the AMA. I thought that was a bar. Yeah. But it was one of those kind of things. Yeah. Um, the American Bar Association is definitely not the majority of lawyers. Right. You know, things like that, right? Whereas in real estate, like 98% of real, you know, real estate agents are realtors. Yeah, and, and I was I wanted to say this, um, but I was cautioned against it in my talk in the yeah. CO forum. Was and I think this would solve a lot of things. It's, it's nothing new. We talked about this on podcasts all the time, but I couldn't say it in a room of <laughs> You can't say everybody do this yeah, now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe I can say it here. It's like quadruple your dues. Sure. Right. Um, that is going to solve, I think, so many problems, and you're not going to lose any revenue. Wh- whose dues? Association or MLS dues? Whatever dues you oh, have, qua- quadruple. Okay. okay. Quadruple them. Well, they're either one of the. I mean, you know, I guess in Thompson states is separate, but but again, I, the games they play to just make it to be both are are anyway. Sure. Um, quadruple, right? I mean, okay. make them four times as much. Now, okay. yeah. maybe you're going to add four times as much service too, right? I mean, when vendors come to me and they say, well, I'm going to charge $99 a year or something, sure. right? I'm like, dude, you know, <laughs> it says, you got to charge $99 a month, right? And I, I'm just using numbers here. I'm like, well, I, I don't know if it's it's got that kind of value. Well, fucking add that value to make it worth that much because mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a tough business, right? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, trying to trying to make it off of you know 
$79 or $99 a year is going to be tough for you unless you have some other business models to kind of supplement that. Right. Okay. But, but what happens when you, when you quadruple the dues, dues, you're going to lessen the membership. Right? right. Okay. Which I think we all can agree. Right. Is a good thing, but I don't right. think you're going to, I don't think that the, the revenue is going to go down that much. Right. Because if you're quadrupling, who will go down that much for the, the, the associations or MLSs. Okay. Because you've quadrupled that, right? Um, okay. I mean, I'm saying you make it a big, big kind of thing here, um, and then you know, and and level up some other services you can provide those people that are actually conducting real estate because okay. they're the ones that are members because mm -hmm. they wouldn't pay that much money unless they were fucking finding value. So, at, at what point does NAR just become a brokerage? Like you've quadrupled your dues, you're providing all these services. I'm an agent. <laughs> what do I need a broker for? What's a broker do for me? Yeah. Again, again, I'm, I wasn't thinking that uh, NAR would be doing this. I'm talking about not not NAR quadrupling their dues, but the you know the local the associations. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, so or the association. At what, yeah. What point do I, as an agent in that local association, need a brokerage? What does a brokerage do for me? I think. I mean, uh, an MLS is not a brokerage. No, I understand, but what I'm saying, what you said is we're going to quadruple the dues, right? And we're going to provide enough value to justify quadrupling the yeah. dues. Okay, so this value that you're providing presumably is what's your you know, tools, training, everything that I need to practice real estate. What's a broker do for me? I, I mean, there's always like a fuzzy line there or whatever, but I mean, right. I, I think it's you know, having to heart. do with like, but I mean, Greg, the, the broker, the broker, right? You know, MLSs provide training and everything else for the MLS. They do a lot of things now, and I'm saying sure. amplify those. It's still, we still have a, a, you know, a brokerage community Why? as well. That are Why? What does a broker do for an Branding. Um, Branding? <laughs> like, brokerage yeah. brand doesn't matter in how long? Oh, so, okay. So agents got to give do a split with their broker for the brand? Well, like, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I'm sure if we had a broker on here, they could list 20 things of what they do that their no. MLS association mm -hmm. could do. No, but this is what I'm getting at, <laughs> Greg, this is what I'm getting at. When, when Craig uh, Cheatham got up in 2017 at CMLS and said, you have 10 days, right? Because this is back in 20, 20, 20 it was, was a 10 year anniversary. It was oh, a 10 year anniversary. Of the 10, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It's a 10-year anniversary of the 10 days. That's yeah, the way Danae put it. Yeah. I love You're right. That. So I'm saying like when he said that back – this is back in 2013, right? So all these issues that we're currently talking about like weren't there. What the brokers at that point were super upset about, right, was the MLS is doing too much. Do you remember that whole conversation that the MLS is leveling the playing field – Right, they're making it that harder was, for us. To I mean, they had a list, right? There was like forty-two <laughs> items or whatever. Yeah. So what? That was. I think that was one of the things that they talked about. But there was there was a, we, a list. Dude, but we remember back then the whole thing was around like things like the MLS public facing website, right? Or the MLS providing CRM software, all this stuff. Like, but the argument from the brokers at that point was, "Hey, MLS, you're doing too much. Well, we can't differentiate. We can't compete with other brokers." Right, because you're doing too much. That hasn't gone away, right? Like that's still going to be the case. Well, I mean, I hear brokers now that say, and this is a big thing when sure. we're at Lone Wolf that we're facing is like they're saying leverage the tools that you get from your MLS right now for free or part of your 
member benefit because don't spend a lot of money during this time because That's blah, right. blah, blah, blah. That's right? right. I mean, so this always happens, right? When times are good, they're like, stop doing so much. When times are bad, they're like, please do more. Right. So I don't know. Right. 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 But here's what I'm getting at. At the end of the day, when you look at it, okay. Suppose there was no MLS, no realtors, no, no nothing. Okay. It all went away. And we just said, what does an individual need in order to practice real estate? Right? Yeah. And it turns out to me, there's a, it's a finite pool. It's not infinite. Right? Like, what do you need to do real estate? You need like a cell phone, you need a car, you need some database of properties, you need marketing. You, need, you know what I mean? Like, it, there's, there's, only, there's only so many things you need in order to do real estate. Okay, well, then it becomes who's providing that to the agent, right? And whoever provides it makes it harder for the others to provide that, right? And I think that's going to be the fight, right? I think that's the fight. So I guess what I'm getting at is, all right, when Redfin, so bring it all back, Mm -hmm. the settlement, all these things, to me says it's largely symbolic today. I don't, I'm not saying that, Oh my God, all of a sudden this means that, you know, NAR is dead. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. It's largely symbolic, right? Because uh, the settlements, you know, themselves don't say, hey, everybody, we're not going to mandate you leave NAR. That's not what they say. They just say, it's not, we're not going to mandate you join it, right? It's up to you, right? It's up to you, local franchisee. It's up to them. Right, right. Having said that, when, so when I take it down to the end of the analytical chain, right, what it comes down to is, okay, everybody wants to do, stay alive. Everybody wants to be around. But fact is, we don't need everybody to be doing everything, right? And then it's going to be who does what. And the realtor association among the three, so, so let's call it brokerage, MLS, and association, Right. Of the three, the way the industry has always thought about it is, hey, associations do lobbying and they do code of ethics, right? And fact of the matter is 70% of the actual agents themselves see no value in those two things. So for the realtor associates talk about, like, to me, it's like, sure, you could raise dues, you could do all of those things, but, you know, at the end of the day, man, like, you're going to have to shrink, Right. At the end of the day, the members themselves do not want what you're selling. They want what the MLS is selling, right? And that's been the lever, right? And to your point, there are other things like forms, right? Like legal hotline, but the members don't want those. Right. And the brokers don't want you to offer those. It's not that they don't want them. I, I, I would I would argue they do want them, but they're not they're not doing business. There's no the okay, reason they don't want them because so, they, so they don't they don't want them. I don't care about lobbying because I'm not doing any business. Well, yeah, I mean they would want them if they were doing business. Sure, right. So sure. I think the want thing is. I mean, it's again wordplay, but whatever. Right. So, but so the I here's here's how I would counter that in my experience. Right, my experience. The ones who really hate the association, really really hate them, are the ones who are actually doing the most business. Right, the agents that I've met in my whatever fourteen. <laughs> that's years now. that's a very that's 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 interesting. That's interesting because you can see that those guys are probably the most aggressive, yeah. probably getting the most trouble, 
And then that's, you know, when, when those things kind of come up, that that's, 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 I've talked about a rock at a hard place. I've not yet met any agent who I would, who's like a top producer, top 5%, top 10%, right? I've not met one yet who thinks my realtor, my local and state association, NAR do so much for me. I'm so happy. You know, I, I I have, I've had, I have, I mean, there's some, there's some great people on, you know, that are doing really great business and got involved because they thought this is bullshit. Why is the association doing this? Right. And the reasons they came up with that is because they do some business. And that's, you know, that's, I think a lot of times you see the leadership, um, some of the leadership that, that comes into the business. Um, I, I wouldn't okay. put a whole swath of like, I've never met one. Cause I, at least in my experience, I've met a lot of people that are in leadership positions, either on the board of an MLS or on the board of an association that, that actually do business and give a shit, right? Because they got there because they were, they thought something was being done wrong. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, w- once you raise your hand, those association, all this guy, Oh, yeah. you give a shit, yeah. come and fucking help us. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's why they're there. I haven't met one yet. Like what I find, I've meet people who are producers, right? Because you have to make some money in order to be involved, but they're, let's put it this way. When they get super busy, they have to leave. You, know, you you can't be serving on committees and be on a MLS board of directors and you're the number one, number two producer in your area. It's never it doesn't happen because you're just too busy, right? You're too busy making money. So in any event, so yeah, they're product, they're producers, but they're never like the top guys. And the ones who hate the association the most tend to be the top guys. That that's what I found over the years. So there's a little bit of that. All right, we're going around and uh, man, like. Seriously, we could probably do a four-hour show okay, and just yeah. invite people uh, in. Can I, can I just this. interject one thing here, too, because sure. we haven't talked about it? Because, I mean, I know, you know, you were saying Zillow is going to lose the Rex thing. and Yeah, yeah. I thought Rex, they would. Rex lost and Rex, it. Rex, and Rex lost it. Yeah, got, got crushed. crushed. Yeah. What, what, do you, what do you think the take – I mean, what did you think in your analysis? What do you think you got that you were missing in that? I In what? The Rex one or – Yeah, yeah. Um, that I you were like adamant. The, Rex is absolutely going to win this. Zillow's yeah, going to, yeah. you know, blah blah blah. I didn't think the law, the judge was going to make that big an issue of the fact that this was an optional rule, right? But that turned out to be dispositive. I mean, I'm like, okay, fine, it's an optional rule, but 80 percent of MLSs have this rule, right? So, but I think what the way the judge saw it was, but it is an optional rule, so. It's hard to hold NAR responsible for a rule that they clearly see. Well, that, yeah. Well, NAR was out of it for, you know, a while ago. It was, and then it was, Zillow yeah. specifically, like, okay, and Zillow is just going along with an NAR with what the local MLS requires. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's hard to blame them. Right. I mean, there's still a lawsuit going on because he kept a couple of the smaller minor issues. But that's, yeah, that's what I got wrong. I mean, I didn't, I thought the court would essentially look at that and go, you could call this an optional, but it's clearly not truly optional. Like there's something going on here. There's a conspiracy, a meeting of minds of some sort, and it's anti-competitive. Yeah. You know, to me, though, it was like there was such a momentum back in the day. Jack Ryan, we had him on the podcast, smart guy. Mm-hmm. And then this all turns out to like just to be a big whopping failure. Pretty much, you know. Yeah. Because then I, and I look, there are a whole bunch of things that they could have done differently. And I think I said back then, like, why, why are you going to war with Zillow? You know, like that felt like the wrong move because Zillow is just as much a victim of this rule than as you are. Because 
Because it's not like Zillow went to NR and said, please have a non- no commingling rule. You know, like they don't well, like Well, I think they've, I think, you know, I think they've argued that. I think Redfin has argued that. Yeah. Uh, some like, other ones, yeah. And, and that came out in that, in that lawsuit where Zillow's like, we went and lobbied NAR and all these MLSs multiple times to please get rid of this rule. But it's still in place in what, 70, 80% of MLSs. Yeah. So I, I thought that the judges see past kind of the, the face and go to the substance. And he didn't. You know, he said, nope, it's an optional rule. You know, so therefore nothing. And yeah. yeah, that could happen. That happens. And we might see that in the, the, the case, the commission cases now, right? Like the no select settlement for that judge to be like, yeah, this, this is great. This gets rid of anti competitive shit. I'm like, yeah, but the heart of the problem is steering, right? <laughs> like that's the heart of the problem. But if you're not going to see it that way and it's just at the honest face, you, Hey, you can offer 0%. So therefore this is fine. Then yeah, I guess. It's just, it's just, you know, if you're looking outside in again, and we're too inside here, but it's like, really, I mean, even going back to the, the, the settlement that DOJ had with NAR and NAR winning that kind of thing. um, They won the Rex thing, right? Mm -hmm. It appears like the um, MLS pen to me was like, again, we were getting, that's, that's a DOJ thing, but, all these things are being settled. I mean, NAR is, I mean, it's, it, they've been in this case is pretty badass. I mean, maybe, maybe this whole confidence they've been having about, you know, in this rhetoric, they've been telling everybody, you know, don't worry, we got this. And like, you guys are crazy. It's all the world's burning. Um, I don't know, man. They're, they seem pretty hard to fucking beat, man. I mean, to be honest. Sure. Uh, so, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens because, yeah, like you said, it's two weeks, right? And if there's no settlement, then I guess we're going to start hearing uh, trial transcripts start to come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wild. <laughs> um, all right. So I feel like we've only scratched the surface. And we'll yeah. Start to Might be a part two later. There has It's going to be part two, part three, part four, you know, obviously. <laughs> but um, I would say let's see what the Keller Williams settlement and the home services settlement look like, right? And oh, I love if, it that you're saying that there's going to be a settlement there. That I makes think me there, feel good. I think there's yeah. – let, let's, let me put it this way. Reading through these two settlements, because, you know, we talked about it. Right, But right. we didn't have the details, right? Um, I, I think those two corporate entities would be irresponsible if they didn't – if they're given the same terms as Remax was, holy crap. Because that's the other thing I got wrong, right? I thought, okay, well, the realty settlement was a funding settlement, but everyone that settles after this, you're going to pay a lot more. Remax didn't, right? Um, and then we have to talk about some other things about the settlement as well. Yeah. We definitely need a part two because I need to do a little bit more investigation into this notion of the settlement class, right? And I thought, like, there's some Supreme Court precedent that you couldn't do that, but actually, that might not be the case. Depends on certain rules and like federal rules of, you know, civil procedure, you know, that have to get into it. Um, So there's, there's a lot there that I think we still need to get into. My thing was okay. But the big thing that everyone's talking about is all, all so Redfin uh, anywhere and Remax now are telling people you no longer have to be realtor members. And the, the broad perception I think is, yeah, but you still need the MLS. Right. So the next move then is going to have to be delinking 
realtor membership from MLS, right? And delinking forms. So in other words, to make realtor membership be something more like the uh, AMA membership or more like the ABA membership where is no longer required and only 10, 15, 20% of people would join those organizations, right? And be able to call themselves realtors. That to me is like the big takeaway from these. And we'll see what the other ones say, right? Yeah. And then there's going to be all kinds of details that we're going to have to, you know, hash out, right? For sure, for sure. Anyway, um, at least we got this one knocked yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> I know Let me, I want to say two yeah. things before we end. Uh, one, just number one is I just want to thank Danae over at CMLS for having me over there. Um, mm-hmm. And then everybody, uh, everybody's so kind. I mean, as far as like the reception that I got at the forum and afterwards was great. Um, another shout out to Andy Woolley. Mm-hmm. They had Andy introduce me and Andy took the opportunity to say, well, Greg gives everybody shit. I'm about to give him shit. So he did... <laughs> The fucking eight minutes of just gold of just crucifying me with these images and whatever. I hope we have that on tape because I want to share that. But he was, he killed it. He just killed it. He was fantastic on that. And then uh, last thing is a selfish plug. My my son, Toby, is part of an organization called Cybax. They're partnering with um, McKenna, the McKenna Association to kind of help in pediatric cancer. Wow. Um, brain cancer. And uh, if you go to vendoralley.com, one of the posts there will be a link to if you could help that out with a, buying a golf ball for a helicopter ball. I still don't understand how it works, okay. but okay. Uh, I would love if people could go there and help uh, my son out and, and also help the uh, kids out as well. All right. All right. Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening to us and uh, please consider going and helping Toby, you know, reach his goals. That is a worthwhile <laughs> goal. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see the video. Oh uh, man, the roast! I've heard. Sonny's already told me it's like it was amazing. Dude, so was Andy like, was just—I mean, he should take over this whole shit, man. Yeah. He's just awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right, so listen, uh, we're gonna have to do part two on the settlements because yeah. there's stuff that we still haven't covered, um, and they're worth covering. So I think we will. Um, other than that, have a wonderful week, and we'll talk to everybody soon. Bye. Peace. Listen, content is everything. Two Brothers Creative makes it look easy. Right now, business owners really only have two options. The first option is hire a big firm. Now, this big firm's gonna come in, make you think that they invented all the algorithms and start charging you thousands of dollars every month. You don't wanna do that. Second option is to do it yourself. Well, that means you gotta learn SEO, SEM, copywriting, marketing techniques on the web. Ugh. You should be really focusing on your own product. But now there's a third option. It's called content in a box. Give Two Brothers Creative 30 minutes a week and they'll handle everything. Plus, they'll show you how to bring it in-house later on. They'll rebuild your marketing foundation and give you tools and techniques and a new marketing playbook that'll actually produce real results and help you grow your business. Two Brothers Creative will give you the confidence and know-how to tell the SEOs and SEMs and all those other acronyms to get fucked. You're in control now. Get started today at thecontentbox.com.